This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience. But look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because, because now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope you had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. We have another great show for you. Lots to talk about on this episode. Yes, the NBA playoffs have intensified even more and gotten weirder by the bounce. That's right. We'll get into the aftermath of the Western Conference Finals, getting re- get you guys ready for game two tonight against the, the Phoenix Suns. Take on the Los Angeles Clippers. Will Chris Paul be in attendance? Also, the Eastern Conference Finals are set. And yeah, I'm sure you didn't have this matchup bet. The Atlanta Hawks take on the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm, interesting. We'll get into the aftermath of the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. Is this on KD's shoulders? Or Steve Nash. Also, is Ben Simmons the new Markel Fultz? All that and more here on TMA with Nick Hamilton. Definitely don't want to miss my special guest. I got a sit-down interview with the one and only Mr. MC himself, the, the actor, businessman extraordinaire, X to the Z exhibit. We'll be playing that later on, uh, my one-on-one conversation with him. Also, we have uh, reporter and journalist Valencia King will help me break down the NBA playoffs and what's going on in the world of the WNBA and team women's basketball for Team USA. A lot of controversy going on, so you definitely don't want to miss that. Make sure you stay tuned. Now, first and foremost, I'm going to get into the Atlanta Hawks. Listen, let me say this first and foremost. I apologize to the Atlanta Hawks fan base i apologize to the atlanta hawks because i wrote y'all off like a bad check okay i had no confidence that you guys would beat the philadelphia 76ers in philly with joel Embiid. all right because the inability to close out a game in game six i thought you guys were too young no pun intended too inexperienced but you sure as hell shut me the hell up because you proved it on the road in a hostile environment. I will never again doubt Ice Trey, better known as Trey Young. The man has ice in his veins. He is too cold for TV. He is too cold for the 94 feet. And he showed why he we call him Ice Trey. Because, damn it, he showed up in a major way. Now, what I will say is this. Trey Young, Collins, uh, uh, guys on that squad, Listen, everybody showed up. Nobody was was absent. Nobody made sure nobody was in a position where they could not capitalize. They could not score. There were lapses in judgment, obviously, especially in that third quarter. Uh, But that's when you saw the Atlanta Hawks kind of separate themselves late in that third mid to late in that third quarter and into the fourth quarter. Joel Embiid, I can't put this on him. Joel Embiid had a bum knee. Let's be honest. No excuses, but that's what he had, and he played his heart out. So I can't, I can't get on Joel Embiid. The person I can get on, Benjamin Simmons. Oh, Benjamin, what the hell happened? Ben Simmons, as I've said before, 
And I've always said this. I've never taken away anything from his talent. I've never taken anything away from his ability. I've always said he is a jumper away from being great. But damn it, it's been four years. Is he ever going to develop that shot? I'm going to say no. I don't care if he admitted post game on Sunday that he was the cause for the, the, the loss and them not advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals. I totally understand that. But you wouldn't have to say that, Ben, if you sat up there and worked on your shot the last two damn years. You can't make a free throw. You can't buy a free throw. I've seen people at amateur contests, at carnivals that could make free throws better than you. You're supposed to be a professional. You are the number one pick. I'm sorry. This dude is the new Markel Fultz. You are number one pick who's been injured and can't deliver. They ran Markel Fultz out of town because he couldn't deliver. And damn it, they about to run you out of town the same way. So you are the new Markel Fultz, as far as I'm concerned. You can't score. You're scared to you're scared to dunk the damn basketball. Who cares if someone was on your back? Take them with you. Put them through the net too. What is wrong with you? I think Ben Simmons lacks confidence at this point because there's no way a number one a number one drafted player in the NBA who is as skillful as he is at six ten can't have a solid 18 to 20 footer you can't make a free throw from 15 feet hell Shaq used to make one out of two and if you piss him off enough he'd make he'd knock them all down that's why i had to get rid of the hacker shack because it stopped working because you piss Shaq off enough he's gonna knock him down and then look at you like how dare you And you mean to tell me you 6'10", can handle the basketball as well as you can handle it, and you can't shoot? Dude, I will never want you on my Call of Duty team because you can't shoot. Don't ever play Call of Duty with Ben Simmons. You're going to lose. That dude is afraid to shoot. You're going to be down a team member. That is absurd. There's no reason why. And I I can't just blame... Benjamin Simmons, I can't blame him. I got to blame Doc Rivers for his, once again, lack of adjustment. And he talked, listen, y'all knocked Paul George, and I'll get into Paul George in a moment, but you guys knocked Paul George saying that, oh, man, Paul George just can't play. How is he going to just put Doc under the bus like that? Because he was speaking truth. If anybody knows about it, it would be him. And I said this, and a lot of other people A lot of colleagues of mine said the same thing. They were playing them out of position. And we see now, even though Doc responded at the time, that Ty Lue's going to get the same same effect and the same results that he got, Mm, Ty Lue's still coaching. Paul George still playing. Where's Doc? Probably somewhere on the golf course this morning. Because he can't make adjustments. That was his. I've watched Doc Rivers for seven years here in Los Angeles with the Clippers. Now, I don't blame him for the injuries. Injuries happen, unfortunately, and sometimes they happen in the most inopportune time. But the times where the guys weren't injured, like you had Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, uh, a tribe called Bench. Remember those? Remember those teams? And you still couldn't get over the hump. Why? You you blown two, three, one leads because you couldn't make adjust simple adjustments, either in game or for the next game. 
That's all on Doc Rivers. That's all on Doc Rivers. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't care who you get. If Doc Rivers does not know how to make in-game adjustments, it doesn't matter. They're still going to have the same result. They're going to come up shorter than a midget at a urinal. That's the bottom line. So this is why Philly this week will be at home watching the Atlanta Hawks go ahead and go up against Giannis and Chris Middleton and the Milwaukee Bucks instead of them. I know the NBA ain't totally satisfied with that because the money was Brooklyn and Philly. That was the money. That was the money series. Now, I'm interested to see what happens with Atlanta and Milwaukee because I don't think Giannis is going to win a championship. I don't give a damn how easy of a cakewalk he he gets it. And I give Giannis credit. He showed up in game seven against the Brooklyn Nets. But as I said earlier, that loss by the Brooklyn Nets is not on a man named Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant gave his all. He gave his all in game five, did the best he could in game six, and willed his way in the team's way to an overtime situation in game seven. We knocked down that three, send him to overtime. The man played 53 minutes in game seven. This man is coming off an Achilles injury that almost took his career. And he's still playing like this? He didn't have any help. So congrats to the Milwaukee Bucks. But the Milwaukee Bucks were lucky as hell because you can't tell me that you're going to beat a team, a healthy team composed of James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant with the way Blake Griffin was feeding off their energy. You're going to beat them four times in a seven-game series. There's no way in hell you're going to tell me that, especially when when they took away one of Giannis's go-to moves early on in the majority in the series and Chris Middleton was the, was the main one pretty, pretty much scoring and willing them to victory at some, at certain points. You can't tell me that. So the Bucks got lucky. How lucky would they be against the Atlanta Hawks? It, it, I, I say, I, listen, it's going to be a, at least a six or seven game series because you can say what you want about the Atlanta Hawks. They're young. And I said it too. I thought they were inexperienced. But I think this series taught the Atlanta Hawks and matured them enough to be able to go up against head up against the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis. And yes, I still don't believe in Giannis. I still don't believe Giannis will win a championship. Because you have a team out west named the Phoenix Suns or the L.A. Clippers for that matter. And I was having a discussion with a guy on Saturday, real cool, real couple of cool cats, man. We just sitting around shooting the breeze. They were saying, man. Nobody has an answer for Giannis. Nobody has an answer for. I said, yeah, that's true. But do we need an answer? Why solve it? What is the point of putting effort into solving a problem that doesn't? That's not really a problem. You let Giannis score 40, 45 points. That's fine. Neutralize everybody else. Because we know he has a no go-to move. He doesn't have a serious jumper. And again, he's 50% at the free throw line for the most part. I'll take that all day long because if I can run the floor with a Paul George, hopefully Marcus Morris Sr. comes back and you have a Reggie Jackson, you have a, 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 a Rajon Rondo who you have yet to see playoff Rondo appear, by the way. You still got Boogie Cousins who was was great in his role in game one. Gave the, the, they, that second unit a, a huge lift. 
And you got Terrence Mann, who has yet to, to show up. And I, I guarantee you, I, I, tonight, Betsy T. Mann show up tonight. Betsy shows up tonight. Ty Lue is the, is the king of in-game adjustments and, and, and post-game adjustments. I will give Ty Lue that. This man is a championship coach. And don't be surprised. Again, I did pick the Suns in six. But I would not be surprised if the Clippers win it in seven. I would not be surprised. But again, that hinges on the health of Marcus Moore Sr. I don't believe Kawhi's coming back to this series. If he does, that'd be a huge boost. But I don't see him coming back, which is really unfortunate because I would have loved to see a healthy, two healthy teams battle it out like two dudes in the back of the schoolyard catching a fade. This would have been a great series to watch, probably one for the decades between these two these two juggernauts because you have Chris Paul, you have Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Cameron Payne, Mikael Bridges uh, against, you know, Kawhi and PG and company. But, hey, that's the way the ball bounces. And in game one, Devin Booker showed why, okay, hey, we, get, we don't have Chris Paul. I would be the Chris Paul and the Kobe of the situation. And he did. He got his first triple-double of his career. First triple-double of his career and a win. And as he said post-game, yeah, the triple-double is cool, but it's not better than the win because they know they got to they gotta go up on these guys at least 2-0 to protect not only their home court, but they know these guys will come back down 0-2 in two series prior. So you can't count out the Clippers. Even if the Clippers lose tonight, they go back home for games three and game four in Los Angeles. We've seen the adjustments that they can do, and they've been able to tie up a series 2-2. I wouldn't tip the basketball guys, though. But I will say it's going to be a hell of a dogfight in game two tonight. But overall, I still got sons and six. And I ain't got to beat up no fans to, to proclaim my point. Mm. All right, y'all, coming up on the other side of the break, I have my reporter and journalist friend who decided to join me and give her insight and wisdom on the NBA and the WNBA coming up on the other side of the break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you stay tuned. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. We are strong. We are resilient. And we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. You can be a Richard sometime. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What are you telling? You're telling, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. All right, everybody, welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on social media at Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213 and on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. Now, to break down the NBA playoffs, this wacky sense of NBA playoffs, and a little bit of WNBA, I have with me on the line a journalist and reporter who does a great job covering the, the world of the NBA and the WNBA, nonetheless. She is the one and only Valencia King. Hey, Valencia, how are you? I am doing well. How about yourself? Thank you so much for having me, by the way. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm doing, I can't complain. I'm doing good. I'm alive and breathing, black, blessed, and highly favored. So Come on now, talk about it. <laughs> you know, that's how we rolling today. <laughs> exactly. So I want to get into, obviously, the NBA playoffs have been just as wacky as you can imagine. I mean, nothing that's been what you thought was going to be scripted was not. I counted, I, I had. I said this early on the show. I had to apologize to the Atlanta Hawks and the Atlanta Hawks fans because I did count them out because of what I witnessed in game six with them not being able to close out a team. What do you feel like the difference was from game six to game seven with these Atlanta Hawks? It would make them so successful not named Ben Simmons, uh, what made them more successful in showing up and being able to, to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals? 
Now, this may sound cliche, but one of the things that the Atlanta Hawks team has been saying all season is that they believe. They believe in themselves. And to me, they owned up to the moment and the belief just got a little bit stronger. I know it may sound like a Disney movie at this moment, (laughs) but to me, that's kind of what played out. Because when you believe that you can, when you envision that you can, you can manifest that you actually do. And I think that's what we're seeing. And this is not just this season. This has kind of been in the works for the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, when you have a guy like Trey Young who's been absolutely phenomenal, I mean, the man has been, (laughs) man, Ice Trey has been on fire. I mean, he has definitely been the engine, much like how we've seen Chris Paul be the engine for the Phoenix Suns. He's definitely been the engine for the Atlanta Hawks. And to me, it seems like the belief has been stronger than the process. Uh, When you look at what the Atlanta Hawks and especially Trey Young, how have you seen Trey Young grow in some of the time he was drafted to where he is right now? I think one of the things that I like about Trey Young is seemingly from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem as though he lets the narrative get to him. We can remember back, you know, draft night between him and Luka Doncic and everyone saying, oh, well, Luka's going to be this and that and not really carrying on the conversation about Trey, you know, that that name being left to the wayside, if you will. But to me, it doesn't seem like the narratives matter. It feels as though everyone in that locker room is locked in to everyone in that locker room. And he's literally a leader in stepping up and making his team get some headway. To me, it seems like Trey Young, from the time he's probably stepped on the court, when, the time he was in high school and he was averaging 40 to when he went to Oklahoma, they told him he was too short to play point guard, to them telling him he would not beat the Knicks in New York, uh, he wouldn't get past uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. He's really defied the odds and really faced adversity head on. What do you see, what do you expect of him, I should say, against the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis and Chris Middleton Uh, who did a phenomenal job in game seven uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. I'll tell you what I don't expect. I don't expect Trey to do anything differently. If anything, I think he's going to get better because it is a new challenge. And when you listen to um, the Hawks social media team put out their uh, post, you know, locker room speech from their coach, and they was just saying how they said we couldn't do it. And we did. They said we couldn't do it. And they, and we did. And I feel as though that's the same attitude that they're going to be bringing as they look forward to face the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, Obviously, like I said, it's a different beast. Giannis seems like he is incredibly on a mission at the moment. And I'll, I'll, I'll say right now, I stand corrected with the Bucks because I didn't know if they were going to make it out. Well, you know what? I'm going to say I enjoy Quavo's celebration and speech a lot more than co- head coach Nate McMillan. <laughs> and respect to Nate. I mean, he's done, a, he's done a phenomenal job. But Quavo was the guy I was paying attention to, and I'm sure <laughs> everybody else in that locker room. But you also mentioned uh, Giannis. Uh, who's a two-time, you know, MVP. Uh, he finally made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And also, too, I still don't believe in the Bucks. Now, call me crazy, but I still don't believe in the Bucks because I believe they got lucky due to the Nets' injury issues. KD has been absolutely fantastic. This is not a knock on Kevin Durant. I think KD gave it his all. I mean, my goodness gracious, game five, he will – that he put that team on his back. You talk about a legacy game. That was it right there. Would you have, let me ask you, let me pose this question to you. Game six, obviously you're up three, two in the series. You're heading to game six in Milwaukee. Would you have rested Kevin Durant and James Harden to prepare them for game seven? Or would you have played them in game six? In my opinion, I still say play them in game six because you just don't want to take that chance. Obviously we see how the series turned out, so they didn't advance. But in the moment, when you're looking at game six, it's almost if they if they were to have rest KD James Harden, it's an insult to the Bucks. 
And to me, that would give them even more gas coming into game seven. You're going to, you're going to, you know, oh, so you have that much confidence that you just, you just know what the result's going to be. And that could have been a little bit more dangerous than what actually took place. You know, right now we just had two teams going against each other and it seems as though the healthiest team got the win, obviously. But if you rest your star players because you're just that confident that you know you're going to beat me the next game, <laughs> that's a bold choice. Well, I will say this much. I think I, I, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I force all my chips in the game. So that's what I play game five so hard for. I would, you know, but I understand your perspective as well. You don't want to jinx it. You don't want to give team too much life, uh, give them that confidence, which we saw. I mean, Kevin Durant was still phenomenal in game seven, you know, forced it to overtime. The man played 53 minutes uh, in that game. Uh, coming off an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you what, what where do you see Kevin Durant? Obviously, he said he's going to play for the the you know Team USA in the Olympics in Tokyo. Is that a smart move for Kevin Durant c- coming off of the Achilles injury, playing as many minutes as he's been been playing down the stretch? Is that a smart move or should he rest? I think it's a smart move just based off of his character. You know, this is something playing for Team USA is not anything that someone would take lightly. It's an honor. It's a privilege. It's something that a lot of guys want to do, you know, wearing that jersey representing USA. So I think based on his character, based on what we've seen from him, it's it's right on brand. It's right on brand. When you look at should he rest or not, that's always going to be a question. That's always going to be a question, no matter if we were coming out of this kind of wacky season, like you said earlier or not. That's always going to be a question. But I think it's just it's something that guys want to do and are proud to do. Do you think he will attract other bigger names? Because there was some controversy about because of the the, the sh- you know the short season, but the short layoff that certain guys would say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna skip the Olympic break." We all know what LeBron said he was going to do, and we know most of the time guys move the way LeBron moves. But there are other guys like a Steph Curry, Russell uh, Westbrook, and those guys who could be eligible. Do you think Kevin Durant making that public statement could enhance the opportunity for other guys not named LeBron to be a part of Team USA? If we weren't coming semi quote unquote out of this pandemic, then maybe. But because the world has shifted so much, I think people are more in line to lean towards their own perspectives and their own, you know, decisions. So beforehand, oh, okay, this is what Katie said. Yeah, that might have a little bit more weight. But now, after again, quote unquote, coming out of what we came out of, people are like, I've got to do what's best for me. Yeah, as you should. I mean, I, that, that's a valid point. I just thought I, I felt like when KD came out with the announcement, I was like, OK, this is a, this is OK, guys. Hey, who's going to come with me? I don't want to go to Tokyo alone with <laughs> 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 a bunch of no names. Right. You know, but I, I think I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how Team USA shapes out this year, uh, especially not having guys like LeBron or AD. Um, to, to be able to be in that mix. It's going to be interesting, but um, I'm more looking forward to the women's side and I'll get into that with you later on. Cause there's, 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 there's a hot topic that's been brewing in the last couple of days. So I'll get into that with you in a moment, but I want to switch to the West coast for a second. Uh, the Western conference finals w- uh, w- went underway on Sunday afternoon in the Valley of the sun, uh, better known as the Phoenix suns arena. Uh, no, no Chris Paul due to the COVID-19 uh, health and safety protocols. He may he may arrive for game two, depending on the testing and where uh, his wind is uh, arriving for game two on two uh, tonight, rather. Uh, but I want to look at game one because, mm-hmm. you know, this is the Clippers team that's also lost Kawhi Leonard, 
Serge Ibaka and possibly Marcus Morris Sr., uh, who they seem to be really be thriving off of. But Paul George, everybody wants to knock playoff P. Right. But Paul George has definitely put this team on his back ever since the, the Utah series. Once again, I'm going to say this as I gloat. I told y'all Utah was fool's gold. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but Paul George, what have you seen in Paul George? What has been the biggest difference in your estimation with Paul George this season, especially in the playoffs, versus last season, what we saw out of him? Yeah, I think this honestly trails back to last season, especially, you know, when we talk about the bubble, Paul George was very vocal about his mental health, wanting to be around his family and just having that support. And I think that has carried over into this season. Again, last year shifted everyone's mindsets just a little bit and maybe just how you focus in and prepare for your job, no matter what it may be this year in 2020. So with Paul George, it's it's to me, it's like he he's stepping into a new role. And some people are saying, oh, he's getting back to how he was playing in Indiana. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe we're seeing that little bit of edge, that that too. But I think this is honestly a new Paul George that is emerging because of everything he's been through, because of how long it's you know taken to get to this level, and because of everything that's happening around him. No one expects to lose Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> that's, that's not what you sign up for. But since it has happened, he's, he's just kind of stepped into the moment. Do you expect Kawhi Leonard to to appear at all in this series, or is he pretty much done? Um, I don't expect it. Not a doctor, <laughs> so I don't know what the doctors are going to do. But I would be I would be shocked. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think I would be shocked too. I know he's been very vocal when we talked to when we spoke with uh, guys like Boogie Cousins and Paul George on Sunday. They were saying, "Hey, you know, Kawhi's still vocal. He's still talking to guys. He's still seeing things where where he is." Um, you know, trying to he's trying to rehab according to certain players, but you know, again, we all know Kawhi. Kawhi's not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize his body, which he shouldn't, right? I, um, because we all know he has a player option this offseason. Uh, he's not going to jeopardize some checks at all. Kawhi's too smart for that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. talk about uh, it. I think uh, when you look at this team, though, Paul George has definitely put this team on his back. Um, you can't knock Paul George for what he's done. He finished on Sunday, I believe, with 34 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Reggie Jackson, who finished with 24. Boogie Cousins, we saw Boogie Cousins sighting. We did, we did. <laughs> I was shocked. You and me both, you and me both, because we, I know I know what Boogie has been through with his injuries and everything of that nature, but it's still Boogie Cousins. You know what he can do on the court. That That's not really changing, okay? His game is his game. <laughs> I think Ty Lue has been the master of adjustments, and I think, I have to I have to trust Ty Lue in this situation because it is based upon matchups. And I do believe without a Serge Ibaka and then not having Marcus Morris, Boogie, I mean, he seemed like he slid right in. He finished with 11 points, gave him gave the, the team a really good lift, uh, especially with the second unit with Rondo and Luke Kennard. But the Phoenix Suns, to me, are just too much. When you have uh, Devin Bryant, I'm, excuse me, Devin Booker, a.k.a. Lil Kobe Bryant, uh, he definitely exhibited that that Mamba mentality. He put the team on his back without mm-hmm. Chris Paul. What do you see out of Devin Booker? Do you are you concerned that Devin Booker will exhaust too much energy because he has to carry that load uh, being in the Western Conference Finals without Chris Paul? I don't. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I think he, like everyone has been saying, he's he's built for this moment. He's been waiting so long for this moment. So I don't think he's going to run out of gas, run out of energy, get broken as, as far as his mindset is concerned, because this is what you prepare for. This is what you, when, when you think about it, I know these are all professional, they are grown men professionals doing their job, but 
most of them have been dreaming of getting to this point since they were about yay high. So when you get here, it's all or nothing. It really, it really is. And we remember just from the bubble season with Phoenix Suns going eight and O and still missing the playoffs. So I think that's still in their mind. I think they're they're absolutely just showing up every single time. And we even saw um, Chris Paul via FaceTime on the phone with the guys as they were walking through the tunnel. So they don't have mm-hmm. Chris Paul present with them, but he is still with them. I think it's even to the point to where if something happens on the court, they can just hear Chris Paul in their ear saying something. You know, that's how much he's been involved in, you know, creating this team a little bit better. Yeah, I saw there were moments uh, that I saw on the court that if Chris Paul were there, the, the, the plays would have been slightly different. Just being able to slow down the tempo, slow down the pace a little bit, be a little bit more patient for those particular shots to fall and to be able to be in those those prime areas to be able to obviously box out, get rebounds, or be able to to see the, the, the court the way that Chris Paul sees it. So you could tell there were pockets, at least I could, mm-hmm. that were, were you, they were missing Chris Paul's leadership and his experience in those moments. But – Hey, it didn't matter because Devin Booker got his first triple dub of yes, his career did. Yes, in the did. Western Conference Finals. If you're Ty Lue, mm-hmm. what adjustments do you feel you have to make for tonight's game in game two? Well, I think it always comes down to having that hit first mentality, especially when you are on the road. You cannot go in there lax. You've got to go in there like there's only one minute left in the game and all you need is one shot. <laughs> Because when you, that, when you think about it, that really sets the tone. Because if you're the home team, most of the times you expect to come out with energy. You have your fans behind you. That's just what it is. That's what the environment creates. But as the road team, you just got to make it happen. I think the Clippers I need to how how just held with their previous series um, against the Dallas Mavericks. The road team was winning. <laughs> so we know that the Clippers can win in different arenas. Uh, different arenas. So I think they just have, just have to get back to that mentality. Like, okay, we're on the road, but we're defending our game. And again, we know that the Clippers have come back twice now from being down 0-2. But just because you've done it twice doesn't mean you want to do it again. So they've got to they've got to they've got to get ready tonight. <laughs> yeah, you can't tempt the basketball guys for sure. Uh, really quickly before we get on out of here, I want to talk to you a little bit in WNBA. Uh, obviously, Team USA roster was announced on Monday, and somebody was snubbed. And somebody named Neka Ogumake of the Los Angeles Sparks, who has been the number one draft pick rookie of the year, uh, WNBA, uh, you know, two-time WNBA def- all-defense team, uh, all-star. I mean, the list goes on. WNBA champion, the list goes on. And her sister, Cheney, who's never short of words, uh, definitely had her sister's back on, on some Machiavelli to Don style uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, but uh, were you surprised that NECA was was scrapped from the from the roster and, and the reasoning for why she was scrapped from the roster? So I was surprised. And real quick, just on the sister comment, because you just got to can we just relish in the moment? Because if anybody's going to have your back, it's your family. All right. Now, I am an only child, so I don't have the sibling bond. But the rest of my family, they got my back like nobody's business. So I just want to, I just want to just relish in that moment for one moment. <laughs> um, but no, you're right. You're right. With the snub, it is, it's a surprise. It's a, it's a surprise. It's a shock. And it's, it's, it's what, uh, raising eyebrows worthy. Like, hmm, are we, are we, this was the final draft. Okay. And when I think about that, to me, it's kind of like, okay, does this add an extra chip on her shoulder? 
going forward because when you have stumps like that, it's just does it just kind of add that little edge, a little motivation going forward? Like, okay, all right, let me show you then. You don't see it, let me show you. Yeah, I thought there was no reason, especially the reasoning that they gave because she was injured. Well, Diana Taurasi was injured too, and she made the team. So if mm-hmm. Diana Taurasi, and no disrespect to her because I think she's definitely one of the goats of the, of the game. Uh, she's the white mom before a reason. Right. But at the same time, if you're going to cite those reasons for having Diana Taurasi on the team, then you need to cite those same reasons for having Neka Agumake on the team as well because Neka wasn't – it wasn't a season-ending injury where, you know, right. she went to the Achilles – or exactly. something to that degree where she would require surgery and then she's out. I totally would have understood that aspect because she can't play. Why would you put her on the team when she can't play? Mm-hmm. The fact that she's actually recovering and she's coming back to playing for her own team in the LA Sparks at some yes. point, she'll be able with the Olympic break, she'll be able to play for Team USA. And I agree with Shanae. I think it was a travesty. I think this needs to be looked into, not just for NECA, but for the future yeah. of Team USA basketball, because you're going to snub. I mean, remember in 2016 when Candace Parker got snubbed? Exactly. And she had she was a defensive player of the year. Excuse me, would you not want somebody like the tenacity and the and the and the and the, the skill set of, of a Candace Parker for Team USA? Exactly. Exactly. That's like <laughs> that's like saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, LeBron. Uh, you, you your your ankle was messed up, so you can't be on Team USA." Are you crazy? No, and, and that's that's why this conversation is so important, because if you're going, like I said, if you're going to do it for one, then you need to do it for all. And this conversation is important for the future, like you're saying, because for me, if somebody tells me no, I need to know why. And then when you tell me why, it needs to make sense. It's not adding up. As the kids say, the math is not mathing at this point, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we have to continue these conversations, and I hope that they actually give us actual answers, because the answers that they provided don't make sense. If it don't make dollars, it don't make, don't sense. make sense. Come on now. That, that's for sure. Well, it's the one and only Valencia King. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I greatly appreciate your insight. Uh, please let everyone know they continue to keep up with you and follow you on social media. Oh, absolutely. Well, I am Valencia King, and you can follow me across all social media sites at I am Valencia King because, well, <laughs> I am Valencia King. See what I did there? I love that for me. And also, got to say, um, happy belated Father's Day to you, Nick, and to all the fathers out there. Thank I know you. it's just a day, but I continue to celebrate it. And if you follow me on my social medias and my YouTube channel, Valencia King TV, I am doing a Father's Day series. We started it last year, and we're continuing it continuing it this year. So I've been talking to fathers about fatherhood and it's been an amazing experience. So make sure you guys check me out and stay in touch because we're just celebrating fathers for the rest of the month as well, because there's no clocking out of parenthood anyway. So that's just one of the special things I wanted to let everyone know, but thank you, Nick, for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. That is an outstanding series. I definitely look forward to watching. If you haven't watched it, make sure you tune in and tap in for sure. The one and only Valencia King, thank you so much. And I'll definitely be talking with you soon. All right. All right, y'all. Coming up on the other side of the break, you know we got the moment brunch. Three topics. We'll be talking about anything and everything from the world of sports, pop culture, entertainment, all of that and more. And, you know, know I have to give out my award, my Milk Carton All-Star Award. You definitely don't want to miss that. Make sure you stay tuned. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We are strong. We are resilient. And we will get through this together. But these are stressful times. And it's important to also practice good self-care. 
It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see why it's a bad idea to do that? I didn't bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, con terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. All right, everybody, welcome back to the final segment of TMA with Nick Hamilton. I'd like to thank my guest, The Miz, for joining me on the line. Appreciate his time. Uh, good luck and best to The Miz. Looking forward to watching him moving forward this year. Back on Monday Night Raw throughout the WWE. Now, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. Make sure you also follow me on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. And if you want to know about The Miz and so much more throughout the world of sports, pop culture, tech, and lifestyle, make sure you check out 
www.nightcastmedia.com. That's www.nightcastmedia.com, your gateway to sports, pop culture, tech, and lifestyle. All rolled into one. All right, y'all. Well, I'll tell you what, man. It's been an interesting show, and uh, I'm going to have to have some help on this part of the segment. Got to have my super producer, my great guy, uh, Big Brother Jake, better known as Jake Warner, his government name. <laughs> uh, but I, I got a question for you, Jake, real yes, quick. Yes, sir. Are you hungry? Yeah, yeah, I'm hungry. All right. Well, let's roll. <laughs> All right. So, recently... L.A. Rams head coach Sean McVay cleared a statement he previously made about his level of happiness for the team. Many thought he may have been taking a jab at former QB Jared Goff. Now you be the judge and take a listen to the audio. All right, first of all, um, wanted to start off, you know, I, I hate that I even have to say this, but I think uh, I made a comment earlier that was definitely taken out of context. I am very excited. I have been in a good mood because of the confidence I have in this team. But by no means is that a slight to anybody, you know, like Jared, who has done a phenomenal job for the last four years here. You know, I, I hated that I even have to address that, but I do think out of respect for him and all the good things he's done, I am in a good mood. But that doesn't mean it's not because we're working together uh, or because of just Stafford exclusively. There's a lot of good things going on that I feel really good about and I'm confident about. So don't twist my words when I didn't say that. All right. Thank you. You know, it's ironic, man, that I was actually on this call. Okay. <laughs> and that was like his opening statement. <laughs> so apparently something <laughs> must have pissed him off or somebody got to him and told him, hey, man, you got to clear this up. <laughs> you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look real bad or whatever they told him. My thing is this. I don't think I didn't think Sean McVay had to explain a damn thing. I agree. My thing is you said what you said or you or you or you meant it however you meant it. And that was the end of it. Listen. The man got to upgrade a quarterback. Call it what you want. <laughs> no doubt. He went He went from a bug beetle to an S-class Mercedes Benz. <laughs> all right? He went to a straight upgrade. Right. All right? That's just what it is. And I think Matthew Stafford may be able to flow in his offense. I had some questions when he first was, was traded to the Rams because I looked at the system and what they like to run. But since then, they've added some pieces here and there. Uh, they made some really good draft moves. In the offseason, props to Les Need, and hopefully those draft picks will continue to flourish like we saw with Cam Akers and Van Jefferson right. uh, and a couple of others. So I think when you look at Sean McVay, hey, man, let that man live. Look, Sean, if you happy because you got an upgraded quarterback, be happy, man. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Right. I mean, why not be happy? I mean, like you said, he got an upgrade. And it, anything that, that's good that happens in your life, you want to celebrate it, right? So why the hell not celebrate? Let the man celebrate. <laughs> That's all I say. At least if Matthew Stafford does get hit, he won't close his eyes. <laughs> Look at you, man. Starting trouble already. All right. I got something else for you, my man. All right. All right. So Lonzo Ball in a recent interview revealed the advice that LeBron James gave to him when he was a member of the Lakers. Of course, the Laker rumor mills swirled about a possible reunion between Ball and James. Would this be a good move for the Lakers to bring Ball back? Hell no. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. All right. The better ball brother is playing in Charlotte. You're damn right. <laughs> so unless you're going to make a trade for that ball brother, <laughs> you're getting mediocre talent. Right. Now, he has his moments where he kind of flourishes a little bit better than others, but he, overall, he's average. 
He's average at best. I believe he's reached his ceiling. Now, a lot of Laker fans are going to argue me down. They hear this and they're going to be upset. And that's fine. Whatever. But you know I'm telling the truth. Yeah. Because is this the same Lonzo Ball that LeBron really didn't want to play with when he after the year he got here? <laughs> who got traded and who stayed? Right. Let's think about that for a second. <laughs> did Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and Lonzo Ball get traded? Absolutely they did. And who stayed? Uh, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, yes. Okay. So that should tell you a whole lot right there. <laughs> now, you think they want him back? Stop with the rumor mills. I've seen so many things, Jake. I kid you not. I've seen uh, – what would they had? They were talking about – I think they had uh, – not Bradley Beal, which that would have been a great – that would be a fantastic been a, a upgrade. huge upgrade there, yeah. John Wall, who's broken down. Yes, they, I saw pictures where we should get Kevin Love for what? Kevin so Love. So we getting play. So we getting players past their prime now. Is that what we do with Lakers? We, we getting that thirsty? We getting players past their prime and broken? Like the Is Raiders of the nineties, getting all the old good players. I mean, know? come on, man. <laughs> now, if you're gonna upgrade, now listen. I understand about the whole Dennis Schroeder thing, and I don't think Dennis Schroeder's coming back. So you definitely gonna need a point guard. But right. if you want to make a step in the right direction, I said if Dwight Howard does not resign with the Sixers. Get Dwight Howard back here. He should have never left. He should have never left. They need him. They need him. <laughs> and, and you don't want the you don't want uh what's his name? Lamar Ball, whatever, the dad's name. You don't oh, want him uh, back either. Uh, Puffy Knight. Yeah. Nah, I'm, cool. <laughs> I'm cool on Puffy nah, Knight. No, I, I don't want to see him again. It's been nice not having to hear his face or hear his voice and see his face all over LA media. So they can stay gone as far as I'm concerned. I'm with you on that. So moving on, my man. All right, the Migos had everybody buzzing with their new album, Culture 3. Are you interested, and have you heard it yet? Oh, yeah. I, see, here's the thing with the Migos. People don't, I think some people don't understand. The Migos are going to give you 100% them. Right. So don't expect anything what you hear outside of them or from another type of artist. You're going to get 100% them. Right. Quavo, Offset, Takeoff. That's exactly what you're gonna get, and I like the little jazzy influence beat that they that they rapped over. Right, I like that. I like the song with Drake. I like the song with Cardi B. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of NBA players like Kevin Durant rocking the 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 the, the sweatshirt, the Culture Three sweatshirt. I think I think Two Chains may have rocked it too. I'm not sure, but I saw quite a few people rocking out. Now everybody's putting their three faces yeah. on the on the Culture Three emblem like the Migos. So right. I think that's pretty cool. And I think they were brilliant marketers. I think that was brilliant marketing. Absolutely. Um, you know, props to Quavo for that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it's, it's exactly what you're going to get. You're not going to get a Kendrick Lamar type of situation. You're not going to get a J. Cole. You're not going to get a Drake. You're not going to get, uh, uh, you know, any other person that you feel like you should get. They, they are the Migos. That's what they do, and they do. And they're the best at what they do. Absolutely. And either enjoy the music or don't. Yep. <laughs> and they, they created their own lane. They they created their own sound, their own style, and everybody copied them. You know, ever since they come out, you know, I'm not the biggest Migos fan, but I I admire the hell out of the uh, uh, out of what they do and and how they handle things and and they created their own style, their own lane. I got none but respect for that because hip hop is lacking that nowadays. Everybody want to sound like everybody else, but you know they're copying them and they're not copying anybody. They're just following their own formula. Translators for sure, no doubt. All about right, it. y'all. Thank you so much, Jake. That was the Moments Brunch here on TMA with Nick Hamilton. You can catch that every week. Uh, we will talk about three topics, whatever in the world of sports, or even sometimes we'll dip a little bit out of sports. It depends on what's going on in the culture, baby. That's all. Now, 
I have another special award that I like to give out, which I'm going to give out every week on this here program. It's called the Milk Carton All-Star Award. And my Milk Carton All-Star this week is none other than Aaron Gordon, who was absolutely disappointing in this series against the Phoenix Suns. He's been disappointing in the playoffs. He has not shown up. So he's a Milk Carton All-Star. Have you seen me? That is the question that I'm asking, and I'm sure a lot of other Denver Nuggets fans are asking, because we thought with that trade, we thought, damn, man, Aaron Gordon, now he can fit into a role. He doesn't have to be the guy guy. He can fit into a role. You got Jamal Murray at the time. You had Joker. You had Will Barton. You got guys on the squad, off the bench. He can fit and, and mold himself right on in there, and he did absolutely squat. So that is my milk carton all-star for the week. None other than Aaron Gordon. Now, before I conclude, I want to say this much. I have enjoyed these NBA playoffs. I have sat up here and watched these NBA playoffs. But let me tell you somebody or something that does not sit right with me. Now, Jake, you may have seen this. All right. Nuggets, Suns, playoffs. Not talking about the players. Mm -hmm. Not talking about the coaches. We talk about the fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I know where you're going. How your man <laughs> give the Denver Nuggets fan a two-piece without the biscuit? Without the biscuit. <laughs> and how your man, who's the, I'm talking about the two Denver Nuggets yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You let your man get beat down by the Phoenix Suns <laughs> fan, and you don't do nothing. That would never happen in my that's, watch. That's your homeboy? That's no. your buddy? <laughs> that's, your, that's your pal? That's your friend? <laughs> Is that what you do? You just let your boy just get get the get the brakes beat off of him, and that man. And let me tell you something: the Phoenix Suns fan, he wanted all that smoke, all of it. He wanted every ingredient, every whiff. He wanted it all. <laughs> and, and listen, that dude is the fan MVP, for as I'm concerned. He did, you talking about a fan that defends his team? I see fans who got tattoos of their teams. No, 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 no. If you ain't willing to fight and get kicked out of an arena and beat the brakes off the opposing team. And I, again, let me be clear. This is just jokes. I want to be very clear. I'm just cracking. I'm just, I'm just, these are just jokes. But, I do not condone violence of any kind. I'm not encouraging fans to fight in the stands. No, of course not. That is stupid. I am not encouraging that at all. Just in case somebody takes it out of context. <laughs> oh, Nick is out here advocating for fans to fight in the stands. No, I am not. I do not want another <laughs> Malice in the Palace fan, fan version in the stands. No. All I'm saying is that I thought I thought it was completely hilarious and I enjoyed every minute of it. And not only that, after he lands the two piece with a biscuit and regulates his homeboy, he goes and says, Sons and four, after he whoops the ass. Walk off. <laughs> Walk off. Mic drop. <laughs> Walk off. Yes, sir. Let me and I'm gonna address this too real quick, because I got a few minutes left on this here program. Coach of the year. And I said this before, and I'm going to say it again, because some people, little Knicks fans got upset. A couple of Knicks fans got upset with me on social media. So I want to address that real quick. I'm going to say, I said it then. I'm going to say it again. Monty Williams was robbed for coach of the year. There's no way. And, and, and props to Tom Thibodeau. I think he could coach. I think he set a, a precedence in New York with the Knicks. Got them a defensive mindset and, and, and an identity. Props. We all know the Knicks were going to make it in the playoffs at some point. I mean, they were the, they were in the Eastern Conference. Hell, the, Chicago, the Charlotte Hornets made it, were making it to the playoffs at one point. 
I mean, that's no big deal. But in the Western Conference, as tough as the West is, and for the Phoenix Suns to maintain the two seed for about, what, 85, 88% of the time? And you mean to tell me you don't even – you give – you give time – you think Tom Thibodeau did a better job than Monty Williams? Get the hell out of here. There's no way. I don't care if, you, if you're an ultimate Knicks fan or you just whatever. Stop it. Let's be honest. Take your fandom off for a second. Let's look. Let's just let's just look at things for, from a realistic standpoint. Yes, Chris Paul was the, the 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 shot in the arm that they needed, but if Monty Williams did not coach them the way they needed to be coached up and assemble the coaching staff that he's assembled, you think they would have been the number two? They weren't even projected to be a two seed in the West at the beginning of the season. Are you kidding me? Please, it was supposed to be the Lakers, Clippers, Denver. All from last year in the bubble. We're gonna talk about no Phoenix Suns. Phoenix who? <laughs> Man, stop it. Monty Williams was robbed. Now I don't know if the executive of the year came out yet, but I do believe James Jones deserves the executive of the year. And if he doesn't get it, I hope to God that the Phoenix Suns win an NBA championship. Not because I'm a fan, but because people were robbed of things they earned and worked hard for. Just saying. But we'll see what happens as we move along. All right, y'all. That is all for me on this episode. I thank you so much for tuning in to Season 4, the debut Season 4 episode here on SiriusXM Slam Radio 145. If you miss any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all the streaming platforms at its iTunes. Make sure you give us five stars. I greatly appreciate it. SoundCloud, Spotify, and all streaming platform apparatuses where you can get it for what? Free 99. Also, make sure you follow me on social media at Nick Hamilton LA on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Thank you so much to my man, Jake Warner, yes, for sir. coming on in and being a part of the team. I'd like to thank SiriusXM and Slam Radio also And thank you for tuning in. Until next week, stay sharp, take care. I'm out.